The truth comes to light. Evil has become the mainstream. It is time to fight. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, we're back. Okay, so we're going for Wednesday night. Um, so the left is on full attack, and they're beginning to show their true colors. It is no longer about defunding the police. It's about changing the entire system. Ilhan Omar, a matter of fact, i got to tell you, most of today's news stories are about that. Ilhan Omar started the rally, um, and she's making things work for the right, believe it or not. Conservatives are going to rally behind this stuff. She says something really stupid and really true. And I'm not so sure she actually wanted to do that. Why don't you just listen? As long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality. So we cannot stop at criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression, wherever we find it. Now, I do want to point out something about Ilhan Omar that annoys me. She doesn't know English inflections. It's enough to drive someone crazy. And she does this thing. And then we we do this, and we're going to do this, and she can't get her T's going, bitten, and things like that. It drives me absolutely crazy. But that's really not what's important about this whole thing. Um, she said it. Now, the first thing I find amazing about this statement uh, from Omar is where it's coming from. Ilhan Omar escaped a crap, the crap hole country that is Somalia during one of their many civil wars and ended up in a Kenyan refugee camp. Then the United States offered her family asylum. They were placed in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, because of Barack Obama's policy, or because of the policies at the time. Um, she got an education. It doesn't sound like the education took, but she got an education. And she became a representative in the House of Representatives. I don't know. That kind of sounds like she found the American dream. The same American dream, she says, doesn't exist. As far as I'm concerned, She's an example of why America is great. And she just sounds kind of a tad unappreciative. I, it bothers me. She is also the last person who should be giving moral advice. She's, she was illegally married to her brother so that he could come into the country and then married her second husband. She has violated tax codes and is under investigation for multiple ethics violations. Finally, and this isn't even finally, to add to the cherry, add the cherry to the Sunday. She had an affair with a married man who was before a consultant for her campaign. She denied the affair. Both cheaters got a divorce from their spouses, and then the two got engaged and married. Now she's under investigation because apparently she's been funneling money from her campaign and from her, um, well, from her office to her current husband's uh, law firm or firm. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's not exactly the one we should be listening to about evil, about morality or anything like that. She's just not the moral figurehead we should be listening to. This whole defund the police thing has nothing to do with defunding the police. It has to do with ripping the system apart, getting rid of capitalism for socialism, eliminating religion for prayers to the state, destroying the family for the collective. That's what they want to do. The police and the military are a problem because they prevent the left from doing what they want. The military pledges an oath to the Constitution. The police pledge an oath to the cities, things like that. They will protect. They actually are blocking what the left uh, is doing, which is absolutely insane. I think the left is actually losing their power. Why do I think that? Because people don't really want anything extreme like Ilhan Omar, Ilhan Omar's brave new world vision in the future. Most people like capitalism. And George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and Theodore Roosevelt and uh, many of the others they're trying to destroy. They don't want the change. Most people also believe that what happened to George Floyd, hey, remember him? I, <laughs> no one talks about him anymore. Most people think that what happened to George Floyd was an injustice. It was bad. Most people believe we should have some reforms in the police department, including me. I think we need reforms in the police department. That does not mean that we should dismantle the greatest civilization in human history and replace it with what? Ilhan Omar's vast experience with Somalia and Kenya? Ugh. I want Ilhan Omar to talk, though. Heck, I want the left to exclaim all their desires, their plans, their goals. Because, as Princess Leia said in Star Wars, Episode 4, if you're in the modern day, the tighter they squeeze, the more people will slip through their fingers. And then that brings us to another point. Again, this everything the left is, the left is talking. And we need to start listening and we need to start saying, hey, guys, no, that's not it. And they're getting desperate. Their denizens are not hiding what they want. The leftist media disguises trying to be classical liberals, but every time they do that, they fail. The best example is when Terry Crews, who is an actor, he is a former professional football player, an actor, big guy. You, you may have seen him if you've never seen um if you've never seen uh, uh oh i can't remember what that movie's called oh it's going to drive me apps uh, idiocracy if you've ever seen idiocracy he plays the president the big buff uh porn guy professional wrestler who became president he plays the president he was interviewed by don lemon now let's let's start this out a little bit terry cruz basically thought that Black Lives Matter is full of crap and that blacks need needed to resist the promises being given by Black Lives Matter. Those promises included a better life. He basically said, you know something, you need to earn your stuff. It's not going to be handed to you. He said in a couple of tweets, quote, 
If you are a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have a family. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. We must ensure, pound, Black Lives Matter, and he's got all the different fists up there, doesn't morph into Black Lives Better. And that's true. Because the reality is, that's what Black Lives Matter is promising. They're not promising the end of bad government. They're not promising the end of police brutality. They're promising blacks a better life. This is a serious thing, and he's absolutely correct. Because government can't promise that. And Terry Crews knows that. In another tweet, he said, quote, Are all white people bad? No. Are all black people good? No. Knowing this reality, I stand on my decision to unite with good people, no matter the race, creed, or ideology. Given the number of threats against this decision, I also decide to die on this hill. Are these really bizarre statements? He's basically saying that black lives need to take care of themselves, clean their own yards before overturning the country. Don't be suspicious of someone because they're different. Isn't that what the left is supposed to be saying? We need to be real about the nature of people and see what is actually happening. White people typically kill white people. Black people typically kill black people. Muslims typically kill Muslims. This is not a bizarre thing. This is statistically exactly what it is. People are not dying of evil police, but are killing each other. But these thoughts go against Black Lives Matter. Unfortunately, Don Lemon of CNN let the cat out of the bag. And I say, unfortunately, for Black Lives Matter. They let the cat out of the bag in the middle of one of his pontificating speeches over Terry Crews, who he decided to call in to interview. I mean, he is the worst interviewer. It's When you interview someone, when I have Dave online, I, I try, and even Dave has pointed this out, shut up. He said that to me. Shut up. Let me talk. He's right. I'm interviewing Dave. I can talk every day and twice on Sunday. But when I'm talking to him, I need to shut up. That's not what Don Lemon does. And he did it again. He started talking over Terry Crews and he let the cat out of the bag. And to be honest with you, I think what he did was better than anything that Terry Crews could have said. Listen. Respond to what you're saying on Twitter. So I just, I don't think you should be surprised by that. I, you know, I have a, a skin as tough as an armadillo because of what I do. And I think maybe you should adapt that. But here's, here's what I have to say. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement was started because it was talking about police brutality. If you want an all Black Lives Matter movement that talks about gun violence in communities, including, you know, black communities, then start that movement with that name. But that's not what Black Lives Matter is about. It's not an all encompassing. So if you're talking about um, if, if someone started a movement that said uh, cancer matters and then someone comes in and said, why aren't you talking about HIV? It's not the same thing. We're talking about cancer. So the Black Lives Matter movement is about police brutality and injustice in that manner, not about what's happening in black neighborhoods. If you, there are people who are working on that issue. And if you want to start that issue, why don't you start it? Do you understand what I'm but, saying? But when you, 
But when you look at the organization, police brutality is not the only thing they're talking about. I know that. Uh, I agree, I'll, but that's not I, what the Black Lives Matter movement is about, Terry. Black Lives Matter is about police brutality and about and about criminal justice. It's not about what happens in, in communities when it comes to crime, black on black crime. People who live near each other, black people, kill each other. Same as whites. Eighty some percent of white people are killed by white people Truly. because of proximity. Very it's the same thing with black people. But that again, happens in every single I neighborhood. But that doesn't again, I'm not you saying know, that's not important that those 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 kids died, but it's a different movement. OK, a couple of things. He basically said that Terry Crews had a thin skin. Have you seen the guy? He has no thin skin. He has very thick skin. As a matter of fact, he was listening to this idiot talk for about 20 minutes and say a word. As far as I'm concerned, he's got pretty thick skin. Second off, his analogy sucked. Um, you don't compare, I'm going to use Ben Shapiro's comparison, you don't compare cancer to HIV in this consideration because he's basically saying that black lives matter when police are beating, killing you, but they don't matter if another black person is killing you. That's the analogy. Uh, the reality is he should have said, okay, it's like saying cancer matters and prostate cancer matters. That's from Ben Shapiro. I, that's not me. And that makes sense. Because what Don Lemon is saying is that Black Lives Matter only cares about black lives that are killed by police. Not even white police. Police. That's a, that's a serious distinction. And all other black lives that die, however they die, typically from black lives, other black people, that doesn't matter. Start your own, start your own deal. That's what he said. So in other words, and by the way, 250 people died, black people died from the police in 2019 we're not talking this is happening let's go 500 because it was police shootings were the 250 but let's go 500 let's double it that's it that's your thing so what about this weekend hundreds of people died of police shoot of shootings not police shootings shootings murder the murder rates up 100 percent. that's not important that's what Terry Crews is saying. Terry Crews is saying that it's kind of a big deal that blacks are being killed left and right and they're being killed by other blacks. Shouldn't we acknowledge that? Shouldn't black lives acknowledge that? That's not what black lives matter to us. They're busy with other things. They're, not, they're only worried about police brutality. They're not worried about black people killing other black people through crime. They're worried about Transgender production, collectivism, Marxism, destroying the nuclear family. It's good that Don Lemon actually admitted at the end of that that tick that it's not about black lives. It's about the narrative. Also, Don Lemon gave us a little hint, and this is coming. I'm telling you right now. Crime is up, way up, 100% in especially democratic cities it's way up murder is up 123% shootings are up 150% carjackings are up 100% everything is up 100 and some odd percent 
because the police are not doing anything. We just heard that New York City, today we heard this, New York City has suspended police from retiring. Police are not allowed to retire right now because they are getting so many retirement requests. Police don't want to be police anymore. This is something... Uh, but anyway, I, 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 he mentioned, well, you know, the lack of gun control is the reason people are dying. This is going to be the next thing. Because here's the problem. All the crime that I just mentioned, they can't hide it anymore. It's happening. It, it, it's happening. Especially in the cities where they demonize the police. So it is happening. And what's going to end up happening, they're going to have to come up with a different narrative. They're going to have to move those goalposts again. And so Don Lemon, by the way, he's looking kind of old. He's not looking as good anymore. Don Lemon has basically said that murders, all this stuff is going to be about gun control. So we should have no police and we've got to get, we got to implement gun control because people keep shooting each other, which we're going to get to at the end of this podcast, which is just absolutely asinine. So the gloves are off. The cat is out of the bag. We know what's going on. But you know something? I, I still feel I need absolutely more proof that Black Lives Matter doesn't give a living crap about black lives. They only give a crap about their Marxist, woke, social justice crap. So let's do this. This weekend, I got into a debate with my brother-in-law. We, my brother-in-law and I are pretty tight. He's black, I'm white. He used to be a firefighter. He was a captain. I mean, he was a stud firefighter. Um, and we got into the argument about political correctness. We got into argument specific, specifically about implicit bias. One of the things I argued was the cops aren't killing everyone. He kept talking about implicit bias. We never actually went on the same road. This is why a debate sometimes needs a moderator. I told him implicit bias was crap. He had a very good reason why implicit bias was maybe not crap. And I kept arguing implicit bias instead of saying, what difference does it make because the cops aren't killing people? I, that that was I won the first part of the debate. He won the second part of the. It was it was a great debate. It was a great debate. Even though neither of us got anything out of it. But one of the things he did argue was that defunding police is not a thing. That it was not something that was going to happen. He even said that Black Lives Matter is not about getting rid of police. Well, leave it to Black Lives Matter to prove my point a week after I had this debate with him. This is Yane Nagogo. I'm going to butcher it. N-D-G-O. Dago? I don't know how to pronounce it. Who heads the Philadelphia chapter of Black Lives Matter. And yeah, um, if I played this in front of I'm sure my brother-in-law would come up with a different thing if I played this to him. So, and he doesn't listen to his podcast because kind of he's kind of a moderate liberal. So, listen to this. People are in a place where they're having to really be pushed to make a decision um, about what 
what kind of person they want to be and what side do they want to stand on in history. And it's gotten to an understanding that this is a time that you have to take a hard stance and you have to make an actual decision. And a lot of people have decided that they want to stand on the side of justice and they want to figure out how to do that. One of the things that we're demanding is the, um, the funding over five years to, um, to the complete abolition. So we don't want to see any police in our community and over the course of those five years. And the five years gives time for the community to begin to build what is needed instead of police so that we, we're not looking to leave any kind of a vacancy around the issue of safety. But we also recognize that one of the reasons that certain, a lot of crimes are a reflection of poverty. I don't commit crimes because of um, because they're hungry, because their basic needs are not able to be met. Even when it comes to drug-related crimes, a lot of the um, drug use is also a way that individuals are seeking to um, manage the trauma that comes from being significantly impoverished and consistently scrutinized. Those are not safe for our children. There's, in, um, in Philadelphia, we have asbestos in um, a lot of the schools. Um, there's um, still lead pipes in a lot of the schools. So the schools are actually environmentally unsafe. The students are being expected to learn in um, environmentally hazardous places. Um, all of that are things that we see as violence. And so we are beginning this process um, right now in addressing and, and, and talking to the city and making these demands of the city um, around defunding the police through to abolition and shifting those resources into the hands of community members and community organizations that can address the specific needs that the community has from the understanding and perspective of the community um, as the primary concern right now. But it's a foundational concern. Yep, she said it. And she's not the only one who believes this. You got to remember the heads of the main chapter for Black Lives Matter are two, quote, trained Marxists, end quote. Does this Nago sound like a Marxist? She sure does. So if there's any doubt, I mean, if there's any doubt what these people want to do, it should be made clear through their words that everyone seems to be hiding or ignoring. The community will take care of everyone. And all there needs to be is peace. This is literally cut out of the Communist Manifesto. And we need to be clear. Black Lives Matter wants to rid the country of police. Period. And then they want to get rid of the military. Not transfer some money to social programs like some argue. Or create new sections of the police department who are better trained to handle certain people. They want to get rid of them. And they need to get rid of them. They need to get rid of them because they, the police stand in the way of their agenda. Because the police and the military are actually committed to something bigger than just the mayor or um, the mayor or a politician or a group of people. They're committed to the Constitution. They're committed to higher sources. And this will cut us in kind of nicely straight into uh, my second part of the defunding of the police or the ending of the police, the podcast that I made last week, but I never really found a nice way to conclude it. 
this is where a civil war in the United States could start. It is when people who stand up for their country and their rights start to fight back against the leftist mobs that are trying to tear down our freedom, the institutions, and our history. They burn our flag and they want to destroy our monuments. This, there's not a lot of black and white here. Not hard, not a lot of gray here. Gun sales have gone through the roof, up 80% since this, these riots have started. Gun stores are complaining they cannot keep up with demands for guns and ammunitions. Gun manufacturers can't produce enough fast enough to keep up with the demand. Do you know what this means? Guns have become a commodity. Is that surprising? Of course not. Without cops, people have to fend for themselves. The greatest support for the Second Amendment is the less hatred for the police. We don't even have to defend gun rights anymore. And it's something that the media is going to have to bring up eventually. Because people are killing themselves. Crime is going up. But they're going to have a hard time arguing it because you can't sit there, take the police off the streets... And then suddenly say, you're not allowed to own a gun either. What are we supposed to do? Use foul language to protect ourselves? This week, last week, Mark McCloskey and his wife saw something that scared them. Groups of nonviolent protesters, and I put that in scare quotes, can't see it, it's a podcast, broke through the wrought iron gate of their private community. The rioters were on their way to another house. I think it was the mayor's house. They started cursing and threatening the McCloskeys. At that point, the wife pulled out a handgun. The husband pulled out his AR-15. Guess what happened? The protesters walked right past the house. Yeah, they were screaming stuff, and they showed some. They but they showed something about these people. They're a bunch of cowards, and all they're they're there to do is harass people who are not armed. The media demonized the McCloskeys, of course. But Mark McCloskey, the husband, he's an actual lawyer. He knows how to debate and is a classical liberal. He actually leans progressive. He aligns more with Black Lives Matter than he does with Fox News. He also laid a whooping on Chris Cuomo when Cuomo had him on his show when he suggested that the destruction of McCloskey, when Cuomo suggested the destruction of the McCloskey house is less important than the cause. McCloskey said he had worked for 32 years to get where he was, and he had a right to protect it since he, all his 911 calls were ignored. Cuomo had a tough time responding. One of the things I would have said if I were uh, McCloskey is, what would you have done? That, for some reason, was never brought up. Unbeknownst to the left, they are actually helping arm America. <laughs> the average American does not like what he's seeing, and is preparing to fight against the lawlessness the left is propagating. Because they have decided to eliminate police, Americans did not panic. They just decided to take managers into their own hands, which is what we do in this country. In the near future, we're going to see neighborhoods and communities arm and organize to ensure they protect their communities, whether police are there or not. The Constitution actually did have a term for that. It was called a militia. You know, that thing that we shouldn't have. Here's, here's, the, here's the conclusion. 
Do our police need better training and be held uh, to a higher level of accountability? Darn right they do. Is it a bad idea to create certain sections of the police department that handle certain areas in society, like drug abuse and mental health? Yeah, I think so too. I have a whole list of things I think the police could change. And I have, uh, and here's some of them. Uh, We need a database of police indiscretions and misconduct. Police misconduct should not be unnoticed by everyone except the community in which the police officer is there. That cop should not be able to leave one police department and go to another one. If that police police officer was a problem in one city, he's going to be a problem in the other city, and everyone should know about it. Training for police officers needs to be expanded. Training to the point where it's almost special forces type of training. I just finished reading a book, the book uh, by Dan Crenshaw. Called, I can't remember what it's called. I'll have to look it up. I'll, I'll review it later. Um, he said that when you go through SEAL training, fortitude, that's what the book's called. When you go through SEAL training, it's not just physical training. It's not just, it's also mental and emotional training. This is why uh, the Navy SEALs are so elite and kick butt. They, police are going through this every day. Just because a Navy SEAL, we look at the Navy SEALs, oh, those guys are something. Police should be like that too. They need to have, they need to go through rigorous training, emotional training, including that. (coughs) In the SEALs, they have to get evaluated. I believe in the book it said monthly. They have to get psychologically evaluated constantly because of the stuff that they see and the stuff that they do. Well, shouldn't our police forces be the same. They see and do things, I mean, daily. PTSD is just a huge issue with the police departments. Why are we ignoring them? We need to have them tested for traumatic events. We need to have them emotionally tested. They need to be constantly tested, and not only when something happens. And finally, you shouldn't be 18 out of high school and jumping into the police department. That's crazy. It is children at 18, and I understand they could go to war, but I don't see a lot of 18-year-olds that are Navy SEALs. The problem with kids out of high school going straight into the police academy, then spending six months in a police academy and suddenly becoming a police officer is just, it's asinine. The prefrontal lobe isn't even developed at 18. You should have, there should be a minimum age to become a police officer. And that that age, in those years, that person should be trained. It should be very difficult to become a police officer. So, yes, I do think there are things out there that we need to change. And there are more. But there are also things that we should expect from our citizens things that 75% of the population are already doing. And if those practices are violated, we shouldn't be too surprised with the results. A couple of those things, treat the police like they're an authority. They are an authority. Stop shooting water pistols at them or super soakers like just just happened last uh, uh, this week. Obey their commands. If they tell you to keep your hands on the steering wheel, guess what? Keep your hands on the steering wheel. 
pretty sure you're not going to get shot if you just follow what they say. Because here's the thing. Cops are afraid that you're, they're going to kill them. Every time a police officer walks up to a car, and it could be a woman with two kids in the back, he doesn't know what you're doing. He doesn't know who you are. They need to be treated with respect. They will treat you with respect. They just want to go home, just like you do. Remember that words or accusations of the police are not the final word. You can fight them in court. This is something people don't understand. Why are you yelling at a cop who's giving you a speeding ticket? Don't yell at the cop. That's not going to change anything. That's going to ruin your day. That's going to ruin his day. It's not going to fix anything. But you don't know what you can do? Go to court and fight the ticket. If you get arrested, or if one gets arrested, that doesn't mean that you're automatically going to prison. The cop doesn't have the say. The cop can only see, say what he saw. A judge has that say. A jury has that say. There is a whole level of authority above a policeman. He is just the lowest level of authority. <coughs> Finally, remember policemen, police are people too. They really are. They have good days. They have bad days. They like they like other people. Police, contrary to popular, I know a lot of police officers. Police like other people. They're just like regular people. They're social. They're, they like to talk. They don't want to get anyone into trouble. They don't like conflict. And bitching about the speeding ticket is not going to help their day. and It's going to ruin their day. And then they're going to go home and get yell at somebody else, kick a puppy. I mean, it's just not necessary to to forget that these just because they're wearing a uniform, they're anything less than police. I have walked up to police officers in parks and started talk com conversations with them. I've had a police officer as one of my uh, soccer coaches. They're, they're regular people. Treat them like regular people. They're regular people that see a lot of people shot and they're people that carry guns and things like that. It doesn't make them any less people. Treat them respect. Treat them like you want to be treated by another human being. We need the police in this country. But we do need better police. And we can have that. And it's not hard to get that. The left's attempt to rid our country of police has nothing to do with needing better police. It has to do with chaos. Wanting to create chaos wanting to change the system. I just played three or four videos that actually said the same thing. We already saw what happened under Chaz. It didn't work out too well, did it? We don't need that again. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Uh, visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can read the essay I wrote about the police. You can look up all the videos for the news stories. I actually have two different uh, uh, posts for this. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.